everyone, this is Zain Sharma, the Director of Pioneer Missions and School of Missions with Kingdom Vision Global, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. To receive more updates from us, please do visit our website, kvglobal.org, or find us on our Instagram page, Global School of Missions. Today with us, we have Evangelist Danston John, and he'll be sharing with us on a three-part series on the gift of prophecy. Uh, today, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about the purpose, the functioning of the prophetic gift. And we're also going to cover some of the misconceptions in the gift of uh, the ministry of the prophetic. And uh, it is such a, this gift, first of all, I want to tell you that prophetic gift is a gift. Okay, gift of prophecy is a gift. All right. So I say this again. It is a gift. Okay. So uh, don't let anybody fool you into thinking that you have to earn this gift. You have to, you know, if you earn it, it's not a gift anymore. Right. So it is a gift. It's these are the ascension gifts. And uh, when the Lord um, gave his Holy Spirit and, and uh, to us, and these are the gifts of the spirit God has given to the body of Christ. And so these are the tools tools to expand God's kingdom. So the first point that I want you to guys to write on is the gift. Okay, so it's the gift. So another thing it is a supernatural gift. It's not just a gift, but it is a supernatural gift. All right. So I remember um, back in the days about, you know, maybe about 11 years ago, 12 years ago, uh, after many years of giving my heart to Jesus, I was involved uh, heavily into this ministry of prophetic and God used me, I should say this, about one of the first gifts that God used me into was drawing people to Him. And I remember going into the streets, prophesying, talking to people about Jesus, and uh, people would be shocked uh, when, they're, when they come to know that another person knows their details supernatural, uh, uh, supernaturally, and people would be like, wow, how did this person come to know about me? And so it's, it's through the Spirit we receive information about the person's present and the future. And so God uses us uh, not to just to shock people with, with what it is, but it's also to edify, to comfort, and to bring, draw people to Him. So first of all, it's a gift. And the second thing is a supernatural gift. All right. So and now for, and and a lot of people have asked me uh, in the last uh, you know uh, in the last uh, I think about this five years of me doing the school of ministry that is this gift. For everyone is the gift of prophecy to everybody so we're gonna cover that question in a while but I want to tell you today the purpose of the gift so I want to go into the purpose of the gift and then I want to answer uh, the question is this gift for everybody all right so the purpose of the gift we see in the first Corinthians chapter 14 verse 1 it says pursue love desire spiritual gifts but especially that you may prophesy. Wow. It says, pursue love, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. So here's what, here's the, here's Paul is turning up the church to desire for spiritual gifts. There's nothing wrong in desiring for the spiritual gifts. Now, um, now Paul says in order for a church to fully function, uh, or, or, or fully come to a place of uh, uh, potential, though Paul is saying it's important that you function in your spiritual gifts. It's not just for, for, the, for just for yourself, but for the whole of the body of Christ. So God's desire is that you desire to, for his spiritual gifts. 
So the Bible talks about the purpose is not just to, you know, to desire for the spiritual gift in order to just, you know, do uh, big things, but it's also to, to hold focus is to edify, to comfort, to, to encourage someone, right? That's, that's the whole idea of why the spiritual gift. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, the same chapter, verse 3. It says, For but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who prophesies speaks edification, all right, speaks exhortation and comfort to men all right so what qualifies us to receive those gifts is nothing but the grace of God it's nothing but the grace of God received through the faith so first thing is we desire for the gift of prophecy nothing in the kingdom works without desire desire for 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 anything fuels our faith in other words, faith and desire work together. If you, want, if you want to see miracles happen, and you cannot stress just on faith, but you have to desire it to happen. And sometimes desire can take us to, to all different levels. It, can, it, it wants us to press on. It, it makes us to press on regardless of what opposition there is. It makes us to press on. And that's how we fuel our faith to see things of God to manifest. Amen. So the first important important is to desire. So my question is, there are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. And how do you know that you how do you know that these are the gifts that God wants you to have? The first step is you begin to desire for these gifts. You begin to, for example, somebody will have gift of tongues. Although gift of tongues is not for everybody. The Bible says uh, Paul himself talks about that some have spoken you know, in tongues. Paul does not talk about everybody, but for the prophecy, Paul says that you may all prophesy. It's interesting. It's interesting that Paul says that you may all prophesy. Why? Because God wants his church to edify, to encourage, to comfort one another. He wants to build the atmosphere of faith and not the atmosphere of unbelief. Amen. So prophecy builds the atmosphere of faith. So if you're if you're in a uh, you know if you're in a Christian family every day morning when you read the scriptures go ahead and encourage your friends encourage your family encourage your brother your sister your mom and dad you know that's how you build the atmosphere of faith and throughout the bible we see whenever there was a battles that came in and there was always a prophet who came into the picture and they prophesied and said do not be afraid for you for today you will not see the defeat you will see the defeat of your enemies so what is it so it's the prophetic voice that came in to encourage people to uplift their faith and to take away the unbelief from them so that's what the power of prophecy does and i have seen in in most cases when people are sick people have you know are are, are completely they you know they're completely upset about something you now they're in depression i've seen the prophetic word break bondages i've seen prophetic word break out shackles of shame and setting people free in the last 30 40 years we have seen different types of prophetic ministries that are coming into the scene right now not that there weren't before but we're seeing in the media we're seeing in all over the place different degrees of prophetic ministries that are coming and uh, most of uh, i believe that some are from the lord and some are not from the lord so today we're also going to see uh what is of the lord and what is not of the lord all right so that we're going to cover at later down in this teaching but um so we understood the purpose is to encourage, to edify, to encourage someone, to edify, to uplift someone who's, 
going to rough faces, you go and now how, what, what, how do you function these gifts, right? So before that, I want to tell you the difference between the Old Testament prophets and the New Testament prophets. And so then you will be able to decipher, you'll be able to understand, um, uh, you know, the prophetic ministry of the old and the prophetic ministry of the new. In the Old Testament, prophets pointed out to sin and judgment. Whenever the Israelites or the, the whole nation of Israel backslid, that's when the prophets appeared. They said, oh, now since you're backslid, you did not heed to the voice of God. You guys disobeyed. You guys rebelled. Now this is what's going to happen. God's going to bring judgment because of your sin, because of your rebellion. You're going to pay the price for your rebellion. So it was a harsh voice. So whenever there would be a prophet that would come into the town, they would fear the prophet. Today we have prophets that are invited all over the world to come into their churches. But back in the Old Testament, that was not the scene. People didn't want to invite the prophets because every time the prophet would appear at their doorstep, uh, it was expected that they would hear uh, a bad news. They would, they would, they would expect this prophet would bring a news of a judgment, and so they would not really open their hearts to the prophets. And so, whenever they would see a prophet or prophetic messengers coming into their town from far places, the the whole city will be, you know, alarmed, and especially the whole Jewish world will be in a in a dilemma. They would be in a sort of a fear that what's going to come? Why the prophet is in our midst? All kinds of stuff. But the New Testament prophet are different. The New Testament prophets point to reconciliation and restoration. They point to reconciliation and they point to restoration. Why? Because in the Old Testament, their people were judged by their works. But in the New Testament, God judges us based on the works of Jesus, not based on our works. Amen. He took all of our judgment. He took all of our wrath and put it on his son, Jesus. So therefore you and I are not under wrath anymore. So now the, the language God speaks to his church, the language God speaks to us is not of the language that God spoke in the Old Testament. Now for, he speaks to us as a message of love, grace and truth. So I'm not here to say that you know, God is only because a God of grace is also a God of truth. He, and eventually it's the truth is what will set us free. But the grace is what empowers us to walk in the truth. Amen.